cafe. Anyway, Mike's here. How are you? Mike's Daily Podcast. Welcome to Mike's Daily Podcast. Somewhere in Podcastro Valley, the last place on earth. It is FF episode 2,573. Mike's Daily Podcast. 2573 at Cafe Anyway. And it is the mic who is singing to you through a mic, Rafone, and we had some rain, a big rainstorm came through. It was insane, insane, insane. And Cafe Anyway got slightly flooded. Some water on the ground, not too much. Mike's Daily Podcast. When I say flooded, I mean, you know, water was coming in, but it wasn't like up to your ankles. Mike's that would be bad. Daily I was seeing that area. Podcast. Kernville and the yeah. Kern River and all this overflowing and houses just up to the roofs and that's california yep that's california this year has been crazy the past couple months have been crazy with the rain but still we're in a drought even though gavin newsom was trying to do some legislation having to do with the groundwater situation that i was talking about in an earlier podcast they're basically saying oh yeah we're out of a drought except for the fact that there's no groundwater anymore We used it all up over the past several drought years. But you look at the reservoirs, they've had to open up the reservoirs and let water out. Oroville, which isn't that that Seth MacFarlane show, but the Oroville, Lake Oroville, Oroville Rettenbacher, they let a bunch of water out. Not Not all of it, obviously, but enough so that it could accommodate all the extra rain that was coming through. And people drove by to see this because it was historic. They haven't let water out of of the reservoirs, like over the top, in years. And in fact, it was, I think, 2017 when we had our last big storms. So for all of you not in the Bay Area, this is probably not that interesting. But it's what we are going through at the moment. And here's today's podcast picture. In Podcastro Valley. It is a... Now, last podcast picture, we had a cute picture of Rocky, the cat. Today, the other cat that we kind of watch. We can't really watch him too closely because he's a stray. He's feral. And he comes into the house and he's friendly, lets you pet him. But then he's off. He's got to get out of the house. He's got to go. But we are the ones that had him vaccinated and taken care of and checked and... We had a thorough checkup on him. We had to trap him in order to do it. That was a whole fiasco. A little over a year ago, we did that. And he's, oh, he's fixed too. The late great Basil the Boxer, he was also fixed. And he probably scared away Patches. Patches the cat. Oh, and here's Rocky the cat coming over here. Basil would be like, all these cats, no. Let me chase them. But that's fine. Oh, here he is. Okay, come on, Rocky. You gonna get Nope. He just decided to claw my leg. So there's a picture of patches at mikesdailypodcast.com. Okay, so I have some interesting stuff that I've gone through. All kinds of internet and emails to me. And people talking to me. And then the stuff that's happening in the world today. All that. I have so many... People are sending me music like crazy. I guess they want to be on the 
the Mike Matthews New Tunes feud But I'm not sure exactly <laughs> I'm not sure exactly Why they think that's a good idea Because no one has ever called in to vote for any of the songs So Or emailed me But Hey, there's some people coming into cafe anyway Woo! They're bringing in pho Because <laughs> our, our chef doesn't make pho Yes, sometimes we have uh, Valentino, the parking attendant, cook some food Because we don't have a kitchen inside of cafe anyway He cooks it out there at that, uh, that place in the parking lot That little house he's in He cooks the food in there So that's to get around a bunch of California regulations and rules We might be breaking some So I would not actually eat the food here at cafe anyway So you might be saying, Mike, I'm listening to you here via this podcast app or website or what have you. But how come you're not on the radio? I want to hear you on the radio somewhere. Well, I do work in radio. That is my professional job, my full-time job. In fact, it was bizarre. I get into the car yesterday after a very busy, long week. And I'm pulling out of the parking spot and I hear... The name of my company Of the radio company that I work for On this On another radio station It's like an NPR radio station And there's a Quite a popular show I'm not going to give them a plug Because they'll probably never mention me in a hundred years Or plug my podcast But they have a very famous podcast and a show And they were talking about the company I work for And I was hearing all kinds of stuff That I never knew about the company that I work for And some of it I take with a grain of salt Because it's a different company It's a different political leaning company And they don't say that they're Politically leaning in any direction But they definitely are And I was seeing It through their eyes And going okay I, I hear a little I hear a little snap to There is a podcast called Snap Judgment I'm not talking about that podcast But there and in fact, the guy, I don't know his name, who started that podcast and is the voice of it, he was once at a podcast awards ceremony that I went to that Stitcher put on. You can hear this podcast on Stitcher. And the people there are very nice. They gave me a couple bumper stickers. I stopped by their old uh, headquarters. I think it was on Montgomery Street in San Francisco. They were on like the seventh floor of this building. And they were like, oh, you're a podcaster. Oh, so nice to meet you. Here's a t-shirt, which I still have. Here's some bumper stickers, which I still have. Didn't put them on my car. Nobody puts bumper stickers on cars anymore, which is fascinating to me. Because I heard an old air check of me on the radio saying, hey, make sure to get a bumper sticker. We, that was for the station called The Bus. Hey, get a bumper sticker. And slap it on the back of your bumper Stick it and win That's what we said Stick it and win That's what all the radio stations said As we go outside a cafe anyway Where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast Somewhere in Podcastro Valley The last place on earth And yes Anyway Nobody uses bump Nobody Because cars are too expensive Why would you ruin that perfectly good bumper With a bumper sticker I guess people promote No, so I know a guy He does a I'll give him a plug I'll give his radio station a plug uh, He's got a All swing music 
So it's basically, you know, focusing on the era of swing music, which was in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And he has a whole channel devoted to that, and it's at Swing Street Radio. I think you can look it up anywhere on the web. You can find it. He's got an app. He's on all the uh, streaming apps like TuneIn. I, I think he's on iHeartRadio. But he... And all the other... What's the other one? I don't know if he's on Odyssey. But he printed out all of these like 3 by 5 cards or these like little brochures you would find. Like in a hotel. When you're staying at a hotel and you get up and you go downstairs to have the continental breakfast. Some things never change. And you go down and you... Uh, and you're like looking through that big display there's a rack that's got all these little brochures telling you oh you can visit the caverns oh you can go skydiving or bungee jumping oh you can ride a mule up into the mountains all those th- oh you can go to this amusement park or visit this old train where someone died and there's a ghost in it so he's created that for his streaming radio station it's o- internet only and I find that fascinating because that seems to be the only way people can promote. Or you make t-shirts and you sell those. But nowadays you're depending on algorithms. If you're doing a podcast or you got an internet radio station, you're depending on algorithms and search engines will find you. Which is, that's a lot of faith and a lot of money if you're gonna willing to dump into it to make that happen. But there is something still called AM radio and the company I work for has bought a lot of AM radio stations over the years. It started in the 70s. And yeah, there were some interesting things that they were talking about on the show that I I did not know about the company that I work for. But if you dig deep enough into the the so the radio group that was making this show that I was listening to doing this investigative study, I'm sure you go back far enough, you'll find some interesting things that you may go, what, huh, about them. Because a, a lot of radio groups that exist today have very interesting origins. I would say just about all of them. All of the big radio groups, the radio station you probably listen to in the car all the time, if you listen to radio. They all have interesting, somewhat nefarious roots But at some point, somebody had to say, uh, I'm going to make this huge decision and spend and get this much money to spend on this many radio stations. And when money is involved, interesting things can take place, but decisions can be made. But AM radio still exists. And electric vehicles need to start installing AM radios. Because that's something they're not doing. An ex-FEMA, actually a couple of ex-FEMA heads, former emergency officials, say that band, the AM band is important in emergencies. And, oh, oh, I'm being, br- fa is being brought to me now. Outside a cafe anyway. This one's mine. Oh, that's yours? Mm-hmm. Yours is upstairs. Oh, Upstairs? Okay. To hop on a it's, call. A, it's in the sky. Because we're outside a cafe anyway. That's mm-hmm. where upstairs is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted to read this interesting thing about AM radio. Because nobody ever thinks of AM radio. 
Do you ever think of AM radio? Well, yes, because I date you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's lovely lady friend. <laughs> and she and I are together, and therefore she knows all about AM radio. And what, Mike, why are you listening to the AM radio stations? Because I want to see if they're still on the air. And they are, thankfully. But the lack of AM radio in some new electric vehicles could cut off drivers from important safety alerts, says former emergency officials. There are important safety alerts that are broadcast over AM radio that warn uh, that uh, you warn you if there's something big happening, like a big flood, flash floods, or the Amber Alerts. Automakers such as Ford Motor Company, Tesla, they have dropped AM radios from their newer electric vehicle models. Car companies say the motors on such vehicles generate electromagnetic frequencies on the same wavelength as AM radio signals, creating buzzing and signal fading from the interference. Really? They can't fix that? Oh, it's beyond our control. Oh, we've figured out a way to make a car not run on gas, but we can't create a shield of some kind to stop the AM radio from... Build better antennas, Ford, Tesla. Gosh. Well, the government should seek assurances that automakers will maintain AM radio in cars, said seven former Federal Emergency Management Agency administrators in a letter... This was recently to Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and some congressional committees that was viewed by the Wall Street Journal. The issue, the former officials say, is that AM radio serves as a linchpin of the infrastructure. That's true. Behind the federal national public warning system. And why is that? Well, because before there was FM radio, before there was XM, Sirius, before there was your internet radio, before any of it, there was AM radio. So it is still the underlying base of it all. Sort of like when you're making waffles. You start with flour. AM radio is flour. (laughs) And then you add all your other stuff, like your walnuts, your baking powder, and the... What? Buttigieg? What? Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips. (laughs) I thought you said Buttigieg. (laughs) That's where he's going to go after he uh, is done with this transportation secretary stuff. What a job he's had. What with Southwest Airlines getting canceled, all those flights, and he's just... I bet he wanted a nice, quiet job, and nope. Nope. So... So the I was talking about the RU. I was talking about the basis of uh, of the National Public Warning System. It provides alert, emergency alert and warning information from FEMA to the public during natural disasters and extreme weather events, which we are seeing more of. And you always hear that, but it is true. Scientists, everybody, any of those, uh, what do you call them, meteorologists, they'll tell you we got more extreme weather events. That's why there's more weather channels. I heard this guy, total conspiracy theorist, who believes in weather engineering. And that, that, yes, you can tell there were big air quotes around weather engineering. But he believes that the reason why there are so many weather channels is because the meteorologists are engineering the weather. They're making the weather happen. The extreme weather. Well, they're really bad at predicting the weather they make. (laughs) They're bad at predicting the weather they make. 
And that was an episode of Eureka, the old sci-fi channel show, which you can watch on Amazon Prime. There was an episode where there was weird weather hitting Eureka, and it turned out it was a meet because everybody in that town, the basis of that story, the, the premise is that everybody is some kind of genius living in that town, and they all can create stuff, and they're just massive uh, uh, they're all Einsteins So this meteorologist You would think you know oh, What does he know Actually to be a true official meteorologist You gotta go through a lot of training But he he apparently was a former scientist And he knew how to engineer the weather So finally What Craig Fugate The head of FEMA during the Obama administration Said Is that when all else fails Radio stations are often the last line of communications That communities have more than 75 radio stations, most of which operate on AM band and cover at least 90% of the U.S. population, are equipped with backup communications equipment and generators that allow them to continue broadcasting information to the public during and after an emergency, FEMA said. So while drivers nowadays can use smartphones and other tech to dial up favorite radio stations, the signal keeping those services online isn't as reliable as AM radio. During emergency events Said the former FEMA officials uh, Removing AM radios In EVs could affect the ability Of people to retrieve Critical public safety information While well, in their vehicles And then Ford in the fall Said it would remove AM radio From 2023 model year F-150 Lightning Electric Trucks after having it in earlier models uh, in so there you go that's basically that oh Hyundai Motor Comp uh, family group motor family group the Hyundai Motor Group which makes the five electric sport utility vehicles oh the Ionic said that AM radio is available on all of its vehicles Distributed in the U.S. It has no plans to discontinue AM and future products. Toyota said the electromagnetic interference with the AM radio signals from the battery electric platform is a challenge. As of now, all its cars come with AM, including all electric Toyota SUVs and the battery-powered Lexus SUV. So, there you go. Outside a cafe anyway, somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Look who's here. Hello, my guys. It's Jolene. It's your to give Chef Supervisor. Wow, that was really interesting. What were you talking about? I was talking about AM Radio. A great song by the band Evergreen. Who's that, Mike Matthews? Evergreen. They sang, A father of mine, Won't you be in town? Set up by the breakers. Watch world, watch world die. That was their biggest guitar riff in all their songs. They have this. That's what they did. They created all their songs around that. I still don't know what you're talking about. If it's not that guy from One Direction, I don't care. My else. Oh. Yes, that guy. You're, you know, Rocky is trying to get my lovely lady friend's pho every time she tries to take a bite <laughs> with the, uh, the chopsticks. With the chopsticks, he keeps thwacking her. Rocky, that's very rude. 
Oh, lovely lady friend, the podcast picture today as she blows her nose is of um, Patches. Isn't that great? I was petting him. Yay. That's good. We love Patches. Okay, look who else is here. Hello, Mike. This is Floyd the Floorman. And this is John Deere, the engineer. Mike, all this is fascinating. And you were talking about AM radio, which can go just about anywhere. <clears throat> yes, you can like be thousands of miles. We were at Mount Shasta, and we could hear one of the AM radio stations here in the Bay Area. Two of them, actually. So, yes. Well, I think we pretty much covered everything on today's podcast. I guess... The next one, maybe I'll do the Mike Matthews um, New Tunes feud, or maybe we'll go, <laughs> we'll go back, <laughs> we'll go uh, the let's go back with Matthews. Rocky just stole both of my lovely lady friends' chopsticks. Dun 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 That's the end of this podcast. Tell all your friends because I have no way to promote this show. It's hard to promote this show. And if you want to tell all of your friends to listen, it's time to slurp the foe, the foe that you ate because it was so, so good. The front panel will close oh, automatically. You must come with me now. Come with me. Our only source of contact. Once you have We're going back. beyond the limits of normal. We're going back in time. Back in time. Right now, here we go. This is interesting. Wow, this is interesting. Yes, now we are back in time with the Let's Go Back with Matthews. Yes, we suddenly took a, t- a turn, as we sometimes do on this podcast, Mike's Daily Podcast. And we are going back in time to when I worked. One of my first jobs in radio was working. We're talking about early days of radio. Or when certain people, things, places, companies got started in radio and what they are today. Well, this is what I am today. But when I started in radio eons ago in the 80s, I played you a couple podcasts ago some of what I was doing in 1989. Oh, gosh. Can we listen to a little bit more of that? That's just so fascinating to me because the music was so... Straight up on KHGY Santa Barbara. Good morning. Yes, Paul Abdul was big in 1989, if you forgot. Hello, I'm Mike Matthews, the Y97 substitute DJ sitting in for Guy Good, and we're riding the Nocturnal Express all aboard. Here we go. This is the latest from a group called Rock Set. It's called The Look on Y97. Guy Gooden did a overnight show on Sunday night, Monday morning. He'd start at midnight and go till six in the morning, and he would play a lot of, I guess what you'd call 80s alternative so bands that weren't quite popular yet. He was a huge fan of Brian Ferry. Supposedly one time he had a he had dinner with Brian Ferry. And I got to see Brian Ferry 
years later in Oakland, just actually a few years ago in 2019, I saw Brian Ferry before COVID hit and it was phenomenal. But the fir- the whole reason why I know who Brian Ferry is is because of Guy Gooden, because he used to talk about Brian all the time. First time I ever heard the song Slave to Love was Brian had brought in the record. I think it's called Boys and Girls and he was playing it and recording it onto cart because that's what you do in the old days of radio you'd record everything onto cart and that way you could play stuff much more easily than having to cue it up on a with a needle or we didn't have cd players in wide supply yet there were cd players but like the company i worked for was too cheap to get a bunch of cd players although radio stations i worked for later had a bunch of cd players but that was the music going on rock set there was paula abdul Guy was, I think he still does a blog if he's still alive. Last I saw, he did a blog. He lives somewhere in the San Luis Obispo area, I think. And he just has these legions of fans that love him because he's so bizarre. Huge Peter Sellers fan. Okay, one more clip from that. Did I have the whole song? Oh, no. Here we go. Don't know what that was. Playing the most music. KHTY 97.5. That was the latest from Tommy Page, A Shoulder to Cry On. Ah. This week in history, Lawrence Wilk and Calcutta was number one in 1961. And Centerfold by Jay Giles Band was number one in 1982. Hmm. One out of Information Society. They were quite big. Is that Martika? That's like HGY. No, that is not Debbie Gibson. That's Martika. Ah. And a song more than you know. Brand new music on Y97. That was for four toy soldiers. George Harrison. Edie Brickell. Good morning. My name is Mike Matthews. I'm the Y97 substitute DJ. Sitting in for Guy Gooden, who's on a vacation. So no Space Pirate Radio tonight. Let me tell you about the weather. Mostly clear with west winds to 15 miles per hour during the afternoons. High of 65, low of 35. And currently in Santa Barbara, it's 38 degrees with... Heavy fog. And uh, the latest from Con Can. (laughs) I guess I had recorded somebody on the phone saying heavy fog. And this so everything was recorded on reel to reel and I must have queued it up and played it there was a cool thing though they had it so if you hit the button on the board it would kick off the tape player but you had to time it just right it wasn't like instantly like when I click play here that's con can did I mention that and we heard Edie Brickell before that oh split ends god You know what? I think I snuck that in. I wasn't supposed to play that. KHTY187, that split ends, I got you, that group long since gone from the face of the earth. It had turned into Crowded House. Uh, some of the people from, like Neil Finn, the lead singer, became the lead singer to Crowded House. A little bit of trivia there, if you didn't know it already. From 197, White Line. Oh, when the children cry. Okay, that's... Thank you for indulging me as we went back with Matthews. Then, 
about three years later, I was working for a station called The Bus, and that was, instead of Top 40, we were doing the classic rock thing, and my voice slightly changed. I went from this voice to trying to be like a news guy. I don't know what I was doing. Hello, this is Mike Matthews type thing. Mike Matthews on a Saturday afternoon with you. I know this is a stretch, being that it's like 56 degrees outside right now. But, but, but pretend that it's in the summertime, okay? With Mungo and Jerry. Mungo, Jerry on the bus. 96.7. Oh, yeah. In the summertime, when sing along with us, more than oldies of us, 96.7. Mungo Jerry in the summertime. No, it ain't, but uh, we can pretend, can't we? Mike Matthews here, and it's time for the pet of the week. You know, the wharf in Ventura County is offering an eight-pound bag of Iams dog food or cat food. <laughs> it was the pet of the week. <laughs> is the wharf still there? Okay, one more from back in the day and the bus. Little Days, The Bus, 96.7, Roy Orbison, with a song that was produced by the lead singer from ELO, Jeff Lynn. You got it. Mike Matthews here, and it's a Saturday, just about a Saturday evening. Sure is dark out there. Why don't you join us? Mike, take a breath. Gosh. It was always so talking so fast. Like, blah, blah, blah. like I got to talk. Join us tomorrow for, uh, um, it's not Monday night football. It's Sunday afternoon football. It's postseason football. It's uh, Dallas Cowboys taking on the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to be at the Holiday Inn Ventura Beach Resort at 1 o'clock. Hey, how do you get there? 101 to California Street, exit Ventura. It's San Francisco. 49ers taking on the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow. All right. Thank you for going back in time with Mike. Let's go back with Matthews. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, and the brewmaster. You can chime in about anything we covered today, 510-228-4640. And with more ways to reach me, it's A-Frame. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.